We're here in the GOAT Handicapping Zoom Room. I'm joined by Andy Villanueva. I'm Caitlin Free, and we have a few guests to join us today talking about the weekend cards at Gulfstream Park and Tampa Bay Downs. Andy, what do you like this weekend? I like a lot of stuff. I like how uh, I love the race cards this weekend all throughout the country, but you know, there's two at Gulfstream, and then Brian Howard just steps in here and comes on board and so does uh, Bremont who are both part of Stable Duel. And I think it's awesome that you guys are here with us. Thanks for having us. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. I'm it's doing great. Miho <laughs> in the house, what's up? Sorry guys, I was a little late. <laughs> Had to talk to Gino. <laughs> you're good, you're good. We're just barely getting started. So did you get any snow? Not yet. Thankfully, Kentucky, Kentucky cannot drive in snow. They do not need it down here. No, no, no. It depends on what part. I would say all, but maybe Eastern Kentucky. I don't know. Bio, you're, you've been born and raised here. Can people drive in Eastern Kentucky? I don't know. I don't go that far east. They're scary <laughs> over there. They want to fight everybody. <laughs> Bio's a lover, not a fighter. Look. <laughs> I know people. I know people I in love uh, Cincinnati don't have problems driving in the snow. I, I think That's Ohio, I, though. I think it has more to do it with the road them. crews than it does the drivers. Our road crews around here in Central Kentucky aren't the best. Terrible. Well, so we spent uh, the later half of our day kind of looking at the two stakes races at Gulfstream. So if you all want to hop in and just dive in at race nine. I mean, Caitlin, I feel like you're the pro here. Andy, you're the pro here. I mean, we're just two stable dual, you know, well, I mean, so. I think, I think one of the things I also want to touch on is for those that probably haven't done it or have played it is how, how did you guys come up with this whole thought process of stable dual? Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear it dive in. So, I mean, really Stable Duel, the premise of it has been around for a few years now, and we've been working as a startup to kind of release it, which, you know, it's been such a fun ride, but obviously a tough ride in general, just introducing anything new to horse racing. So we are blessed and also very exciting to, to bring this product to the masses. And, you know, I think part of it just was bringing something new to horse racing and something vibrant. And, you know, Caitlin and I feel like we've talked about this on social media in general, um, you know, getting younger generations involved and kind of bridging the gap between mainstream sports and um, horse racing. And so we really feel that Stable Duel is kind of the way to do that in the contest format that is similar to a fantasy style so you know similar to what fantasy football would be you're selecting a team or a stable of horses 10 horses within a bankroll and then that stable is competing against other players so rather than you playing the track itself and then just hoping that the one horse that you you know selected wins or you lose um, you've got 10 horses to put points on the board and so you have this just well-rounded strategy that even if two of your horses um, get fourth, you're still technically in the game to, 
to win money or um, win points per se on a reward system, which is diving in. But um, if anything, like let's say all four of us are playing golf stream tomorrow. I mean, we're going to be sitting there and texting each other and talking shit the whole entire time of who's doing better, why you selected this horse. I couldn't select that one because I didn't have enough money. And it's just such a social way to play and get involved in racing. And then, you know, one other point is on the flip side, you know, you're looking at every single race playing stable duels. So you end up uh, kind of pulling more money out of your pockets to bet those horses in your regular ADW. So whether it's TVG, Express Bets, uh, Naira Bets, you know, whatever it is, you're 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 betting more because you're paying attention to every single race because you're excited for stable duels. So it's just been a really fun ride. And actually Brian um, kind of got involved because he was a fan of the game in general and um, was super annoying and wanted a job. And here he is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But he's, he, you know, Brian, honestly, I'll pass it to you. You kind of say, because you, you got involved in Stable Duel, just being a fan of the game and what it did. And, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. Everything you said, you know, trying to just bring this game to a bigger audience. Um, I, again, we've talked about this before. I haven't talked to you all about it. The, the, the marketing, we've got to market this game more. Uh, you know, a lot of the old money, the old ways, they want to keep it and they want to keep everything the same. But this is the world's changing. We've got to change with it to keep this thing alive. You know, we've got to promote the horses. We've got to promote the racing. And I think that's what Stable Duel does great is because they offer a variety of tracks from low level claiming races to graded stakes cards at different areas and just gives everybody a chance to play, not just one particular, you know, genre or, or uh, demographic yeah Caitlin what was your thoughts playing the other day I, you had a you had a big day and then you said yesterday mm -hmm. it was eh. yeah it was kind of eh, a little <laughs> bit yesterday one thing I will say about stable duel um it's been super fun not only can you do the free rolls you can also pay a little bit to get in whether it's 25 10 5 or you can pay up to 100 and some to get into a huge contest I think it's just everybody has a niche that they can get into and stable tool provides that for everybody. I will tell you guys this, this has helped me get through COVID so much. This is so fun to do while you're sitting on the couch. And I mean, I bet on my betting account and I play a stable duel. Like if there's a horse, whether it's a mid-level price or a favorite, I feel really good about or a long shot. If I really, really like this horse and it's kind of my spot play of the day, I'm going to bet it on my, regular betting account plus use it on stable duel it, it's a great all-around product and i think it invites in maybe non-horse racing players because they're like oh well there's not a ball game on today there's no basketball what can i do that's fantasy and there's something that's basically every day for stable duel so i think it kind of fills that void that other sports don't have yeah I agree. And, and, you know, we always talk about this in the office and a Andy cut us off if we're going too deep in the stable dual train here, but, um, you know, it's, it's a perfect thing for uh, the blue collar moment of sports, for instance. So, I mean, we all have to work. We all have day jobs, obviously our day job is st stable dual, but so if you're sitting, um, 
in your office and you want to watch horse racing or play, um, you know, bet, sometimes those are hard because you can't sit there and put it on television the entire time. Well, stable is kind of the best for that because you can literally set your stable up before you go to work the night before. And then the next day you can like, you know, sneak over and check in every 30 minutes to see how your stable is doing and get that little like boost of energy to get you through the day. So we always say it's a great app for kind of the blue collar experience to get you a little high on, on sports betting, but obviously um, horse, horse betting. So. I like the fact that I like the fact like Brian and I were talking today about a horse and we both were on the horse and my comment to him was, well, if he's got, if he's got what I think he's got, he's going to end up winning. And Brian was on the same page. And then I I don't think he was Brian. (laughs) It's funny. We were at our uh, group gym workout and I did pull out the phone and watch the race and, you know, I think he got pressed on the front end a little much and didn't have much. I mean, he didn't run terrible. I mean, he didn't just spit it out, but they went a little quicker than I think we wanted him to and anticipated him to go. So it's one I'll keep an eye on next time for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, should we jump right into it? Race nine, Saturday at Gulfstream, the Via Borges stakes? Let's I'm game. It. All right. Let's- so we got well, – well, i got to go in here and look. We have a field of nine going on here, and obviously this is a an impressive group of fillies and mares that are running in here. And I'm kind of leaning toward the Clement, Clement horse currently, um, all because I just, I just feel that this horse is probably possibly going to get the lead and not give it up because she's so sharp. And that's trapezing the two. Um, I don't know what anybody else thinks, but I think um, depending on what her odds will be, I think this would probably a good, be a good horse to use on stable duel. Um, I really, really like that. I didn't mean to cut so, you off. So seven to two. So you're looking at 7,500 in your stable right there. So sort of expensive, but yeah, I mean, if you think that that horse is going to lead, it's not a, a $9,000 horse so it's not a bad one to put in your stable so we can we that's the one thing that that's the one thing i i have kind of like i'm trying to like hit home with a lot of the people as far as that are are reading our stuff and and trying to figure out what the best situation is as far as like stable duel is concerned and um yesterday was a perfect example with the asmussen horse at, at delta that was i think like nine to five compared to another horse that was three to one and you have to like both of them. And if you have to play that race, you might as well play the horse that's three to one instead of nine to five because you're going to save money as far as your, your stable duel is concerned. Mm-hmm. Here's a similar situation Definitely. where you have two horses that are, that are lower odds, but there's a good chance that if she gets the lead and holds off, you're going to get the 60. Plus, if they decide not to go with her, she may end up you know, opening up and winning. So you get the 60 points plus however many links she wins. And that's, that's how I, I think, look at things. I think that's a really good choice. I really like her numbers coming up. I mean, Turf is definitely her best service, but she ran her last two buyers were super good, had a little bit of a break. Um, Clement hasn't started that much at Gulfstream yet, but I mean, he's, why not? His barn was pretty good this year. Junior Alvarado's done pretty well. One horse that I took a look at 
for maybe like kind of a lower level price was Kelsey's cross to hit the board somewhere. The only problem I have with her is turf numbers are great on paper. She can win this race. She loves golf stream trainer and jockey ice cold. Yeah. So that one for is a thousand dollars. So if you think that that horse is going to hit the board at a thousand dollars and again, however, the, the majority of your stable sets up, like that's a nice value pick to, to put, big points on the board. So first, second, or third, you're putting worthy points on. Definitely. I mean, obviously you don't want to get negative. So yeah. What about, um, what about the right. three court return? So court return is sitting at six to one morning lines, costing $5,000 in your stable duel coming from Woodbine. I mean, obviously the buyer last time out was a 91. I, the only thing that like super scares me about this horse is like the last two workouts were obviously less than stellar. But to me, Woodbine turf races are nothing to scoff at in general. Absolutely. She, her buyers are good enough to win this race. It kind of bothers me a little bit, like you said, with the, um, the works and the fact that she hasn't traveled. But this filly is grade one place. Mm-hmm. Barely beaten by Cambier Park. It's wall, secret message. So, I mean, she's good enough to win this race. And six to, six to one, what price is that? 5,000. So not bad. So you're, I mean, that is like the median level for 10 horses. Like you could pick $10,000 horses. So. I mean, yeah. Always shopping in great. Well, I was going to say, Bree and I kind of had a little conversation about that three earlier and and why it was six to one. But, you know, I think the Woodbine is is the reason it's six to one. I think a lot of people don't respect Mm -hmm. that, even though they probably should. I think typically Woodbine horses. I know especially some Keeneland players that uh, I know will just throw Woodbine out immediately. I mean, they could bring the best horses down and, and they won't use them at all. And right or wrong, you know? I think Starship Jubilee proved to us that that is a very big mistake. <laughs> I, I'm not one of those. I'm just saying, <laughs> I agree. So, um, but I, I'm kind of with Andy here. The two, you know, I've, I've looked around. The eight and the nine horse look very similar to me. Like their numbers are similar. Their prices are similar. I, I, you know, I think they're going to be in the right spot, but the two's just going to be out there. And if they let that two get out by himself, I, I don't think you catch her. So, again, with Stable Duel, you're not saving a ton. Um, as a gambler, I'm just watching the tote board to see which one of those three, because I think those three are the three to beat. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Next. I think the I think the one problem, um, and I and I think I mentioned this on the on our site, Caitlin, is you know um, horses that ship. I always look for like a ship in angle, and by ship in, I mean where where are they stabled at right now, not where they ran last. Mm-hmm. Right. And to me, if, if they're running at, if they're training at Palm Meadows, if they're training at Payson, if they're training at Tampa or Calder, I give them more credence shipping in and they've worked because there's a good chance that they're probably a little bit more live just because of all the little shenanigans that go on sometimes. So definitely. So like with court return, like you said, like you said, Brie, you know, you can't overlook. And the fact that she's, not only grade three place, she's grade one place. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she only missed being a grade one winner by a neck in her last return, in her last start. So, you, you know, the only thing, the only thing you kind of have to worry about is the fact that it is her first time over this, 
surface and you know woodbine's a little different than than say Gulfstream when it comes to the way they run their turf races a little <laughs> <laughs> well cool well that sounds good to me so do we want to go on to the mr prospector sounds sure. great all right i mean I'll, I'll start out. I have, it's funny, like when I look at it in a stable duel way versus, you know, just a regular betting way, I will star things and write things like interesting. Um, I mean, so this race actually sets up really fun, I think, for a stable duel. I mean, you've got like big names like Ferenc Fire, which has legitimately always let me down whenever I bet that thing. So, um, but I, I got to go with a gaff. Tyler in this one, the sleepy eyes, Todd, I actually think that that horse is really going to bring it home in general. Um, so I would spend in, in five to one morning line odds. To me, that is a ridiculous value to put in your stable. So um, that, that would be an absolute no brainer for me. That's a $6,000 cost to put in your, in your stable. So I'll just start there and then you all can take it and tell me what y'all think. Uh, I, I'll tag along on that because that's, that's who I've got as well. Um, the horse is versatile. It doesn't need to lead like some of these horses. It it can come from off the pace. It closed at Keeneland. Nobody closes at Keeneland. So, you know, the fact that he could go after the lead if he wanted, I don't think he'll have the lead in this field. But it's not going to ruin the horse to not have the lead here. He's going to have a big run at the end. He's got Tyler on his back, which is no slouch. So, I mean, I think as a gambler <laughs> – <laughs> as a gambler or a stable duel player i think you're getting value on this horse that you're not going to find elsewhere i would definitely agree i've planned out a little bit for saturday and sleepy eyes todd is the main horse i'm playing around and at six thousand i mean six thousand for your stable anchor i could maybe spend nine thousand on a favorite that i really really like that i may not have been able to spend should i have picked forensic fire and diamond oops which i still like diamond oops but I'm kind of just not feeling the Julian Leperu angle right now. If he's going to get a win really soon, I think it's going to be this horse. I think this is the only horse that can probably beat Sleepy Eyes Todd. But Sleepy Eyes Todd with the price differential, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, so on the Julian thing, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about this when we were in Florida. Um, he, for one, he's not getting the mounts either. And I think this is yeah. one of the best mounts that he has gotten in a long time. So I agree. With I agree. You. If, if he's going to put a win on the board, this is the one. Who, who, yeah, exactly, you, who, who exactly gave you that good tidbit of information? Would that have been Swift? <laughs> I can't. I can't disclose my sources, but there's a lot of us that may or may not have talked about some of these similar things over the weekend. <laughs> Shout so, out to Swift Hitter. Maybe he'll get to join us someday. Oh, Lord. I, I absolutely love Sleepy Eyes Todd for a couple reasons. One, I watched this horse train at Sam Houston before he ran at Sam Houston in January, and he's been running pretty much long distances and Miguel ended up cutting him back last race at Lexington at Keeneland. And this horse is so ultra game. I could see him winning this. I also like the one lasting legacy. Um, mm -hmm. I think, I think he's just going to sit comfortably off the pace stocking it. And, you know, say what you want about Paco. He's a bit of a loose cannon sometimes. Nice. Let's bring the dog to work day. 
very uh, she is barking i don't even know at what she's losing her mind sorry guys <laughs> so but i, I kind of like lasting legacy now bob Hess is more of a southern california trainer so he probably and he still is training like a southern california trainer um and i don't know if that's really beneficial the way people in california train compared to back east i think i think there's a big there's a huge difference in how you train um horses here yeah, on the you know on the midwest and and you know the east coast compared to how they do it in california because everything has to be speed 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 this horse doesn't have a lot of speed early and he's going to have to set off the pace and if the pace projection is what i think it is and it fits i think it's going to be crazy up front absolutely should I, I say like it or is somebody else going to say it Go until, ahead. A until a service horse proves he can win at this level i ain't touching it <laughs> we Sorry. did talk about this we did talk about this in the office <laughs> we did so you yeah know, but, pa I'll but say paco paco is on this one and i feel like paco will ride Paco's his your boy. off of whatever <laughs> my boy yeah <laughs> i love it is he Too funny. He's, okay. not, he's not a service horse anymore. Not uh, no, more, but... I understand that. But since then, I mean, he, he, I'm not saying this horse can't win by any stretch. But until, as a better, I'm not touching one until it wins a graded stake race with somebody else training it. All right. Let's just say like the buyers have ticked down a it, bit. I like that yeah. angle. Yeah. What about, so we were talking about the first time Todd Pletcher starter, the four, and I don't want to say it wrong. Is it Hakal? Hakal. 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 Okay. So what, to me, I think that I wrote interesting next to this one. I mean, you would have to see a big effort from the changeover from Kieran to Todd to have this horse end up in front. But to me, this horse has been steady and somewhat, you know, improving going from grade twos back to grade two. Uh, yeah, maybe not improving. Never mind. Scratch that. What do we think about well, that one? I've kind of got that one in the mix, but not for my winner. Well, he, I mean, a few back, he ran behind Tax, and Tax seemed to run a pretty good race recently. So, I mean, maybe he's in play. I, I agree. I mean, you can never count out Todd. He he puts his horses in spots to win, so. I definitely agree. That horse is the big question mark for me in that race, especially with the new switch to Pletcher. But horse has been off for a little while. I know he battles some issues, has been hurt, has taken some time off. But like you said, Brian, I don't think he would be in there if Todd didn't think he had a chance. Because, I mean, he – he still has some allowance condition. He could easily throw him in an allowance instead of putting him in this race. So I'm Unless not sure he's. I'm sorry. Unless the races aren't filling. That's also true. As many as Todd has, he can enter three or four and scratch him. Right. <laughs> uh, you mean like Carl does? <laughs> do, do, do we have that conversation too? Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> They're all coming out. All right. So the four is 5,000 in your stable. So I mean, I, for just from this discussion, you've got a $6,000 horse with Sleepy Eyes Todd. You've got $5,000 horse with Hakal. And then, I mean, Lasting Legacy, you're talking about that one, right? Um, 750 
750. Yeah. I mean, there's some value plays here and absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a good race. It wouldn't shock me if just about anybody won it. Um, that's not, that's not good for my betting wallet, Beho. I know. Or, I, yeah, I mean, neither mine either. I mean, <laughs> you know, Maker, Maker's got, Maker's got a first time off the claim and running in a graded stakes race for Dub. Hmm. That, that, that to me seems a little fishy. I definitely wouldn't leave it off. <laughs> that, that's just me. No, I mean, you're right. I mean, if you're playing any pick threes, pick fours, you've you know got to be there. I'm looking at the wrong race. Am I looking at the right race? No. Yeah. Right race. yeah. You're looking at the right race. I thought I had switched over to, to Tampa. It's there. But, yeah, I like I Well, like should we switch over to Tampa? Let's do it. It's my that. favorite. All right. Grass my favorite, sprint. y'all. Tampa right. Yeah, he said this is his absolute favorite to handicap. So Te technically it's five and a half on the grass, but this is five. It'll work. It'll do. Anybody well, want to start? Ahead, start it out. Oh, you yeah, want me to start it out? Okay. Um, th this may be crazy here. I, I think this seven to five horse is very, very beatable. Um, you know, a few back at Tampa in February – as a closer in grass sprints, he had uh, – they ran the quarter in 22, and, and he didn't close. So, if you're betting a closer and he can't close into that pace, why do you think he's closing into a pace today? Because I don't think there's that much in this race to close into. So, I, I looked at the three horse here. You know, I think I'm getting a little bit more value. I think – you know, typically if a horse hasn't run over Tampa's surface or hasn't run well, I would kick it. But it's only race over Tampa. He dumped the rider coming out of the gate. So I'm going to give him a pass on that one. Um, you know, the time before that, I think you can throw a line through that one uh, in the slop. And uh, getting back on the grass today, he, he's run his career best buyer on the grass. I just think people will overlook this horse based on the last two and not go in depth. And, and see, and I think, I think you're probably going to get better than seven to two on him at the window. So uh, that that's that's who you're going to have to beat for me. Caitlin, who do you got? I like it. I'll, I'll, I can go if yeah if wants. I'm not. I'm yeah. Either one. Um, you know, I I agree with you. I think the three is one of those horses that can do really well. I kind of like the seven a little bit. Yeah, go Andy, go. <laughs> the seven was also my choice. You know, I wouldn't I, leave it out. <laughs> I just think, I just think if a horse is going to close in on this field, it's going to be this one. Um, just because I think it'll be a little bit more forwardly placed than the others. And, you know, you also have to hope and pray that all the speed that's supposed to be up in the front is going to go to the front. And if it doesn't, then, you know, there's, I could see a scenario where someone goes wire to wire here. I mean, that's, that's how bad, that's how crazy five furlong sprints are. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you look at, you look at this, I the really speed like numbers the and this, I do too. You look at the speed figures. I think this has been one of the most consistent beside the seven to five. I mean, it's a hard thing for me to spend $9,600 on a, 
um, when the horse came, yep. you know, from Gulfstream Park. I don't know, whatever. I would just rather spend the $6,000 on a horse um, that I think is consistent and definitely has a shot and see how it does than spending such a, a big dollar amount for the one that could be. Yeah, another another angle just that, that I don't like One thing like I really about, like about the seven is, sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Okay. Just one of the angles. A delay here. Okay. Yeah, there... you are. You are. Brian, you go first. Okay. Um, you know, on on this angle here, on throwing the six out for me, you know, I like horses that like to win, and this horse hasn't won in over a year. I, I, again, how are you going to go seven to five on it? I, I I just think I understand speed numbers. I'm a speed number player. But this is one of those, I think the speed figures don't matter here. I, I think there's much better in here, and, and, and that's why I, I just don't like it. I agree. The only thing I was going to touch on about the seven was um, I like the jockey switch here. Not that there was anything wrong with the jockey lost out, but Antonio Gallardo, super hot right now. And I really like the fact that this horse – has a chance to break better. And even though the horse ran best buyer on turf last out, the horse was second by a neck, just missed, but broke horrible. So better break, better jockey. Five to one's a great, great morning line. Yeah, and I mean, if, if the speed, if there's no speed on the front, and let's say some say-so gets to the front, I mean, that's a perfect, perfect uh, scenario to where the horse is coming back on turf maybe you throw out that last race it really wasn't he doesn't want dirt and he's coming in from indiana and it seems like a lot of horses that are shipping down from indiana whether it's turfway park whether it's delta whether it's fairgrounds mm -hmm. they're running because they've been they've been running all year and they're fit so i wouldn't True. i wouldn't necessarily give up on the one even though he's probably going to yeah. run out definitely yeah, yeah that's it the the seven you guys have mentioned I liked it too the only the only reason I took the three over the seven is I'm trying to play a setup in my head and I think the three is going to be in front of the seven when they start to run and and I'm just hoping my horse gets the jump on you and holds on at the end because those the seven <laughs> will be flying that'll be one of those me going come on wire are you gonna do a beam <laughs> I do beams all the time. <laughs> that, that video could have just been a highlight video of me watching races. Yeah, what are you? What are you? What are your two sayings to get them across the across the line, Keelan? What do you yell at the horses when you're trying to get them to win? Usually, I'm not yelling. I'm slapping the couch or slapping the table. Whether it's "Let's go, come on, let's go," whatever it is, but slapping for sure. Yeah. Andy, what's yours? I don't do anything. I just kind of sit there and watch. Oh. I literally, I, I, that's why I said I, I do the bait shop where I'm just sitting there and if it's a big price, I'm just smiling. Because I'm like, wow. Yeah, I, I nailed this. Quick, right. quick side story. Um, my neighbors just moved in from Texas and have no, they have no horse racing background at all. And I've got a back patio with a TV and my dad will come over on the weekends and we just scream at the TV all day. And the very first day, because 
I'm one of those whip the program in the hand guys, but at home I don't have a program, so I'm just whipping a magazine or something, and we're screaming at IRAD to get up one day, and our neighbor comes flying out the back patio thinking something bad was going on. It's like, is everybody okay? We're like, we're watching a race. Leave us alone. <laughs> so, Everyone so, is fine. <laughs> so since then, they're like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, yeah, welcome to horse country. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm in Houston, and thank God we have horse racing here. Now, if we can get OTBs going on, or you know, online, would be a lot easier for me. Yeah. Fear. I know she's she's ten going on like fifty, but bless her heart. We're so thankful for the cameo. Well. Thank you, Bree and Brian. We appreciate your guys' insight and we appreciate the partnership that we have going on with Stable Duel right now. This is, this is great. I think we both can learn a lot from each other and we're loving it so far. Yeah, absolutely. Keep your, keep your tips coming on your side. You know, obviously we want players to kind of keep a look. You guys know what you're doing, probably more than us, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for well, thank us, you. Guys. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. See you. Good night. Well, Andy, you got any final thoughts? You know, um, hold on one sec. They're still there. I'm trying to get them to go. There we go. See you later. <laughs> All right, so we're we're finally here. Sorry, Caitlin, I didn't mean to mute you. No, you unmute. There we okay, go. Okay, there you go. You know, I, you know, I think it's going to be one of those exciting days in racing, and you know, I think one of the cool things is is that, like, like I said, like I said to you, and I think everybody else uh, should understand this is that the the biggest reason why you are a part of this is because you are sharp and you're young and you're able to bring a different sort of approach that most people in horse racing who've been around for 30 plus years probably don't know anything you know it's kind of like we're so progeny and so like take forever to do stuff that we don't realize that sometimes newer is better well, I definitely think you and I mesh super well together. We've known each other for years, even though sometimes we haven't seen each other. We keep missing each other, but yeah. I really feel like we bring an old style and a new style together to bring in that younger audience to try something new. So I definitely think we can make this work and make a great product. I definitely agree with you. And, you know, I'm super excited to wake up every morning and start doing work mm -hmm. on the site because... <laughs> It's something that isn't stressful and it's not work when you like it, right? So it's absolutely. You're certainly more tech savvy than I am. But until next time in the goat handicapping Zoom room, I'm Caitlin. And, and I'm that's Andy. Andy. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. <laughs>